There's a passage in Hebrews, 11th chapter, and the 6th verse, and it simply says this. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to talk to you for a little while on this subject. How deep is this problem? How deep is this problem? A woman was walking along a riverbank with her child. Suddenly, the child slipped into the river. And the mother screamed in terror. She couldn't swim, and besides, she was in the latter stages of pregnancy. Finally, someone heard her screaming and rushed down to the riverbank. The utter tragedy was that when they stepped into those murky waters to retrieve that now dead child, they found that the water was only waist deep. That mother could have easily saved her child but didn't because of fear. She could have saved her child but she didn't simply because of fear. Fear keeps us from doing what we should just because we don't know how deep the problem is. But sometimes you just have to jump in and trust God even when you don't know how deep it is. We don't know the severity of this COVID-19 virus. But because of that, it is robbing many from having faith in God. Fear is reducing many into becoming faithless. Trusting in God is being challenged. Not knowing the future is creating anxiety. But to the believer, we know who holds the future in the palm of his hand. In fact, this very thing was when Jesus confronts a faithless generation. When there was a child that had a deaf and a dumb spirit, the Bible says. And in Mark 9, 19, Jesus answered that generation and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring that child to me. He simply says, how long have I been with you? And yet you still don't believe I have this under control. And in the 18th verse it said, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I like that. Because in Matthew 28, 18, he is showing us that there is nothing out of the control of God. That everything is under his control. In essence, he is saying to them in the 19th verse of Mark, he's saying to them that uh, I've been in your homes and I've been in your churches and I've been in your schools and your courthouses. I was in your prayers in Congress and I've been in your judicial system, and I've been with your mayors, and I've been with your governors, and I've been with your judges. 
I've been with your presidents and your ambassadors and queen, kings and queens, and yet you still don't believe. Bring him to me. It should have been your faith bringing him to Jesus rather than him having to ask you to bring the problem to him. Believers should know better than Jesus having to chase us around to get us to believe. We should be able to go to him rather than him come to us and say, Lord, we believe that in a time of crisis, just as we're facing right now, that you have everything under control. I want to trust Jesus. I want to take my problem to Jesus. I want him to know that I have faith in him, that he can do through me the things that he has anointed me to do. Jesus in us. Jesus in us has this under control. Jesus in us has this under control through us as well. See, the disciples didn't have the faith to do it. The Bible says that when they brought this child to the disciples, they could not heal him. I know there's quite a debate over this issue here where they say, well, the reason they couldn't do it is because the Spirit of the Lord hadn't been given to them yet. There hadn't been a death, burial, and resurrection. But I'm going to propose to you that miracles happen based on faith. Salvation happens at the cross. But on faith, that's why he says, by his stripes we are healed. Doesn't talk about the cross at this point. By faith, just like Moses, by faith worked miracles. Come on, somebody help me. Just like Samuel, by faith. Just like Noah, by faith. Just like David, by faith. Many things were worked through them by the power of God. I believe if we would have faith as a nation, trusting in our God, that we could see miraculous things happen that would become, would become a sign that there truly is a God. Maybe this is an opportunity for God to show himself real in our lives. I feel like God is speaking to someone right now. I think you just need to throw your hands in the air and just receive what your pastor is speaking into your home right now. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm praying. And I am speaking a word into your house right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, that we will come to the revelation that you're getting ready to use this to bring a great and mighty move of your spirit in our world today. I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. I feel the anointing here today. I I believe God is speaking not only to, to the few that are here, but all the way through, all the way through into the homes of each and every individual. And I believe there's hundreds and hundreds of people watching right now, receiving this revelation and knowing that God is getting ready to do a miracle through the church so the church can have a great mighty move of God. It's about time America wakes up and realizes this is our awakening that we would put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ because Jesus has it all under control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is saying to our world right now, bring the problem to me. Bring the problem to me. Bring the coronavirus to me. But we're living in a faithless generation. Panic shopping. Now I'm still trying to figure out what toilet paper has to do with anything. 
But people are panic shopping. Panic shopping for toilet paper, milk, and paper towels, and food until our shelves are empty. All simply because fear is causing them to become faithless. I want to break this down in a little while. Jesus is showing us that in Matthew 14, 22, and straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side. While he sent the multitude away, the Bible says, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. 24th verse. But the ship. But the ship, the thing that they trusted in, the ship. The economy that they trusted in, the ship. All of the government funding they've put their faith in, the ship, is being compromised at this moment. Everything that has been so comfortable to us, going to church, getting into our cars, and going to the grocery store, and hanging out, and having choirs, and, and being together as groups, and restaurants, and all the things that we enjoy in life is now being compromised. How? But the ship was then in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. There is no miracle that can really take place until something is contrary. They were in the middle of a problem that threatened their faith. A ship that is no longer safe. An economy that is no longer safe. But Jesus has it all under control. It's threatening their lives, but Jesus has it all under control. And then in the 25th verse it says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. He came walking on the sea. Walking on the storm. Walking on the circumstances that we are faced with today. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't see it like that. Because in the 26th verse, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Hmm. What Jesus was trying to show them was, what is contrary is really only a stepping stone. It was an opportunity for them to see that God was wanting them to walk on the storm, not fall into it. Walk on the water and not drown in it. Oh, I'm talking to someone right now that you need to just pull this thing up from your bootstraps and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you because you didn't bring this storm for me to drown. You didn't bring this storm so that I should fall. But you have brought this thing that I might arise out of the ruins of everything that's going on that we may prove that you are still God and you're still on a throne. You're still anointing people. You still have a bride. You still have a church. You still have a move of your spirit moving in this earth today. And that is because the people people of God are going to keep their faith in Jesus Christ. 
Somebody shout hallelujah in your homes. I want to hear about all this that's going on in your home. You need to be posting this and saying we're having church in our homes because I believe the Spirit is with you right now and the Holy Ghost is moving in your midst right now and you're saying we will not falter, we will not fail, we will not step aside, we will not turn back, we will keep our trust and our faith in this God that we know is bringing this about that we may walk on, walk on, walk on the storms of life and everything that it dishes out we shall overcome. Hallelujah. A lot of people are saying, how deep is this coronavirus? But here comes Jesus. Walking on top of it. We need to put the storm under our feet. We need to put the enemy under our feet. We need to put doubt under our feet. We need to put fear under our feet. Are you hearing me today? You need to put sickness under your feet. You need to put panic under your feet. The Pharisees couldn't stop him. Sickness couldn't stop him. The lies that they said about him couldn't stop him. Judas couldn't stop him by selling him for 30 pieces of silver. Herod couldn't stop him. All the sins of the world couldn't stop him. The devil couldn't stop him. The cross couldn't stop him. Death couldn't stop him. So what makes you think this COVID-19 can stop him. Here comes Jesus walking on the water. In Jesus' name, we need to put that storm under our feet. We need to put that storm under our feet. Somebody say, I received that today. Come on, somebody say, I received that today. Somebody say, I received that today. I am going to receive. I'm going to receive that word today that's going to grow my faith. That I can walk on the circumstances that are facing us today. I'm going to come today and tell you I curse this coronavirus in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm putting it under my feet. I'm going to walk on the storms that all the enemy is trying to press against the bow of my spirit. But I'm going to trust in God. I said I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God. God knows what's going on. He has this for the betterment of his church. The church is not faltering. The church is not failing. The church is not going to go astray. No. She's stable. She is on track. She has had her face toward God and is believing for a miraculous move in this day. Hey Amen. Come on. In your homes, clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. He's trying to show them this is an opportunity, but they feared the Lord. And then in Matthew 14, 27, continuing the story, he says, but straightway, Jesus, while he was walking on water and they were afraid, he said, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. But there was one that was in that boat that was not afraid. Mm. He was not afraid. Peter, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it really is you, bid me to put my fear under my feet and step out and walk on the storm. That's when Jesus said, come. Peter was come down out of the ship. 
he walked on the water to go to Jesus. His faith was high. He had courage to step out of the boat. He was trusting in Jesus. He was walking on the water. But the longer he was out of the boat, the more he became distracted by the storm. The longer you're out of the church building, building, I specifically say building because the church is not the building. But the longer you're out of the building, be careful. You'll become distracted by the storm. One week, don't lose faith. Two weeks, don't lose faith. Three weeks, don't lose faith. However long, don't lose your faith. Jesus has the storm under control. You need to curse this virus. I think you need to just take a moment right now. Just take a moment right now. And in your homes, I want you just to hold somebody's hand or, or pray with somebody that you have near you and, and say, right now, we're trusting God. I'm going to curse this thing right now in Jesus' name. Come on. We as a church, we bind together by the power of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost and by the Spirit of God's Word. We are going to bind together and curse this virus in Jesus' name. What I'm trying to tell you, don't lose faith in the middle of your storm. While God has given you the faith, you need to keep your trust and your faith in God. But somehow, somehow, he lost his faith in God halfway through his journey to Jesus. Why does it say in Hebrews 11 chapter and the 6th verse, it says, but without faith, that's my text, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith it is impossible. But without faith it is impossible. But without faith it is impossible. Why? Because this storm is to challenge your faith. The storm is not there to keep you from having faith. It's there to challenge you to have more faith. You only have two options. And that is you're either going to put your life in God's hands. Or you're going to put your life in the hands of man. I think I'm going to put mine in God's hands. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then, in Matthew 14, 30, it said, But when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid. He began to sink, and he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Somewhere in the middle of the storm, he saw the wind. And it was boisterous. Somewhere in the middle of the storm, he became afraid. Oh, he was walking on water. But then he began to sink. And the Bible says, Peter cried, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately. Jesus stretched forth his hand, and he caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou 
doubt me. I think it's interesting because after Jesus rebukes Peter, he affirms Peter that I'm not going to quit on you in the middle of your storm. When you feel like you're sinking, I'm still there. When you feel like everything's falling apart, I'm still there. When you're struggling with the idea of everything that's going on, he's still God. And he has you in his mind. He knows who you are. He knows where you are. All he's asking you to do is to trust him. Trust in the Lord. In my concluding remarks, I'm going to say that in Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter and the 6th verse, he says, be strong and of good courage. Then he says, fear not, fear not, or be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth, goeth with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God will not fail us.